everybody. Welcome back again to um, Around Our Community, our podcast. I have John in here today with me, and we are talking to Ryan Lantaff. Yes, sir. And Ryan is going to talk to us about Agape Life Gardens, which is a, um, a nonprofit organization that you're running here locally Correct. in town. Yep, Christian nonprofit, 501c3 here in town uh, that's based out of Chickasaw, Alabama. Okay. So tell us all about Agape Life Gardens. Okay. Uh, well, there's got to have a little backstory there. Okay. Um, I went into the Wings of Life. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them. but I'm extremely familiar with the Wings of Life. Okay. Amen. So you know Pastor Chris and, and the crew there. And, and so I went into the Wings of Life in 2017 after 23 years of addiction and okay. uh, just living a sinful life of debauchery to be honest with you um, and came to the end of myself and, and uh, cried out to God one day to either kill me or let me die or save me and I ended up in jail five days later and um, I knew that, that he was offering a way of escape right. uh, for me and I haven't looked back since. Uh, I gave my life to the Lord on February 12th in 2017 and um, a 17 year old English uh, evangelist uh, came through and, and I heard the gospel for the first time uh, in my life and, and uh, heard the consequences and the pros and cons of the gospel and heard about the blood of Jesus and gave my life to the Lord uh, that day and it's it's been an um, amazing adventure ever since but while I was in the wings of life uh, I, I had a, a vision that God had given me on my heart um, of, of a garden and I was praying and I did a little vegetable garden out on the side of the wings of life uh, just to, to relieve some stress um, in my previous life I, I did gardening as well but it wasn't legal gardening um, but, right. it was, but it was something I really enjoyed and loved to do um, and so I continued that on with a little vegetable garden there at the wings and uh, God just showed me this this empty trashed up lot and, and I literally it was a standing vision uh, that I had I could see the street and I could see the people walking and, and it was almost an impartation uh, that God gave me and I saw this empty lot and I saw it uh, become this beautiful garden and there were scriptures inlaid in it and I uh, saw people coming and getting saved and teaching and um, saw people drawn to it just because of the beauty of it um, and where it was at um, and, and people rededicating themselves to the Lord and I saw a vegetable garden and um, God started downloading scriptures to me um, as far as gardening is concerned and, and uh, I began to just see all these scriptures of how we started in the garden. You know, our original job as the human race was to be gardeners, you know, to, to be fruitful on this land. And um, as I began to search scriptures uh, and the parables that Jesus taught, um, he always used gardening um, and gardening types scriptures and the whole right. Bible is filled with planting seeds and sowing and reaping and all these I am the vine and you are the branch and we could go on and on about uh, different things that Christ used um, and the Bible used to teach people spiritual principles right. um, and for people to understand and, and so I began to uh, see this vision and, and pray to God on what he wanted me to do with that and um, what he showed me was a strategy almost to be able to get into people's communities uh, to build something for that community to take a uh, trashed up place and, and, and build something beautiful um, that it would draw people to that area. Um, and I know in my heart, you know, one of the last things Jesus said was to make disciples of all nations, uh, you know, to preach and teach the things that I've taught you. Um, doing a garden... Um, 
takes a while to do. Um, and if you can get people involved, which everybody loves food, uh, you know, and Christ also did two things. He always, he always fed people physically, and he always fed them spiritually. Um, and I'm sure you've heard the old saying, uh, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, right. teach a man a fish, feed him for life. And, and uh, so what God had showed me in that was building a community garden and building a, a prayer garden with scripture in it that people could read because a lot of people uh, don't want to go to church. A lot of people have been hurt by church. A lot of people right. are scared of church, don't understand church. Whatever the reasons may be, um, there's whole populations of people um, that aren't going to the church. Well, how do we reach those people? How do we get to them um, if not in their own neighborhoods? And so God kind of showed me this, not kind of, but showed me a strategy to be able to go in and and contribute something to the community. Uh, You know, in James uh, chapter 2, it says, what good does it, uh, what does it profit a man to say, be filled and be warmed, but give him not the things that he needs? You know, it begins to talk about uh, faith with Without works is dead. Um, and as I began to learn these scriptures and, and God began to show me these things in the Bible, um, this vision came about to be able to get in people's communities, uh, build gardens for them, um, and build community gardens that they could grow food. You know, and we have a lot of that going around in the country right now. Of, right. Um, you know, gardens springing up all over the place to not only for health reasons, uh, but to teach people how to grow their own food for from food insecurities and. You know, uh, underprivileged neighborhoods. So do you have one of the gardens that's already up? Correct. Uh, We had one in Pritchard, right downtown Pritchard, for two years. And we actually taught uh, at the Lighthouse uh, School. We had three schools that we were teaching in. And and, uh, we have a program called Gardening God's Way, um, where we teach the parables uh, and and teach gardening at the same time. So as we're teaching people to garden and teaching them, um, we're teaching the parables of the sower. We're teaching... uh, It's so interesting. Interesting to me that you're saying that that I'm hearing this because the first time I've heard this, we didn't discuss it beforehand. So we have a group in our church as well called a Servants Love, and Wes, our producer, is familiar with the Servants Love. They have a community garden behind our church in awesome. uh, five acres, right behind our church. So they they were in one location, that location dried up and they couldn't use it anymore. So the church gave them a big piece of property to be able to work on the garden. And one of the things that I had met with our pastor and said. Gardens are such a wonderful tool to be able to teach the gospel. Absolutely. That is throughout the entire gospel that we that we see God using the garden to be able to do these different teaching lessons. I would love to see us using the garden as a tool to teach the gospel. Yeah. They didn't do it. But what an amazing thing that I was thinking about that, and you were making that happen, and you were actually doing that in Pritchard. That's fantastic. That is a that that that's the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking about that. That we had that, and we still have, and they still have the garden there, and, and they do they they get the vegetables and they give them to the different seniors that come through the right. community, and they have a little um honey farm there as well inside of it. It's just really really neat and nice. I'd love you to go by and see it absolutely um, one day, and I'll show you. I'll take you there and show you. And the other one I would love to show you is down on Government Street, and I didn't know where this. Location was I never heard of Cornerstone. it. Okay, then you already know about right. it. Yes, so I got a friend of mine that he has a monument in there that he's passed away now, but there was a monument in there that was kind of dedicated to him um, inside of it. And it's just scripture throughout the whole location inside of it. And and he was like, he was so proud of it. And he had went down there and and he took me and showed me. And then I had some other friends I took down there. We were riding bikes and I said, hey, we got to go by here. I, 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 don't know, I don't know how to tell you exactly where it is, but I can show up 
when I'm when I'm down here. I can show you where it's located. And you're right; it is just a prayer meditation, gorgeous, gorgeous garden where you can you can really get lost in in your love for Jesus and your love for Christ and and and. Wow, that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic that you're going into different communities and doing that. Yeah. Where's the location then, Pritchard? Uh, well, when COVID hit, uh, that kind of dried up because it was tied in with the schools okay. uh, that we were teaching with the children. So we actually, and that was a borrowed location as well. Uh, there wasn't a water source there. We had to borrow water from the building next to us. Um, so we've just bought last April a location in Chickasaw okay. um, where we actually have a discipleship home, uh, what some people would call a transition home. I don't like using that word word because it's a little more than that. Um, we actually disciple guys there at the house that are uh, new to the faith and are just starting their walk and, and uh, need a little extra help getting uh, to where they're going. And so we have a garden there in that location uh, on uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Boulevard and Iroquois um, in Chickasaw. And so we're kind of starting there and we're going to redo the gardens there in that neighborhood since we own the property and really uh, dig in and, and branch out from there. That Fantastic. is really interesting. I, I was awesome. before. So we've had several different um, groups that have come through today and we've done some different podcasts with. But earlier I was talking again to Wes, our producer, and I was telling him about this this weekend that uh, this weekend and last weekend I was working with our barn back behind our office facility. And I had put up rain barrels and I had the gutters kind of going down, capturing the rain. And I was like, I, he's like, well, why are you doing that? I said, well, I want I, I like working with the land. I like just capturing natural things like that and I said that whole front area I've been having this conversation with my mother saying when do we plant corn and when do we plant you know peppers and okra and all that I said I'm going to take that whole area out in front of the barn and um, which runs into our parking lot here in our office and I said I think I'm going to plant the whole thing I said I'm capturing water now off the barn so I said now granted I've got water back there too but I mean it's nice to be able to capture rainwater at the same yeah. time and I said and just do a raised garden all the way down through that whole area I said how neat would that be to just have it and and be able to enjoy a garden and you know, our clients would come through here and be able to you know go out there and grab some corn or grab some Correct. different things it'd just be a fun thing to be able to do um, so that's so interesting that you did that you're doing that and you did that I even going back I remember about five years ago at in our neighborhood I was convinced it may, have been, it may have been 10 years ago I probably was much younger but I was convinced that our neighborhood I live out in, in Westmobile I was convinced that we, we had a five acre holding pond and had terraces that dropped down to the bottom of the holding pond I was convinced that our neighborhood needed to have a community garden in the middle of it and that we needed to not just have that five acres as a holding pond that we could build on each one of those level on the terraces we could build levels of, of we could have peas on one terrace corn on another terrace potatoes on another here so we could just you know as it as it moved down toward the holding pond and that there would be water continuously flowing over it and um so I, 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 I support your vision of that I think that's fantastic that you're doing that well and part of it is is how do you how do you reach a population of people and I really look into the scriptures and what Jesus did and why he always fed people first because right. um, it's hard to tell people about Jesus uh when they're hungry. Nobody right. wants to hear about a gospel uh, when they don't have anything to eat. Nobody right. wants to hear about how their lives can be better uh, and receive prayer uh, when they haven't 
had anything to, to put in their stomach for three days. Uh, and I've really found I had an old pastor, uh, Pastor Mike Austin from Love Me Anyway Ministries. He, he always said, Ryan, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. Uh, you can you can speak till you're blue in the face, but if people don't know that you care, um, they're not gonna they're not gonna hear you. And what better way to show people that you care than to take the time uh, to not only build your own gardens but to, to build a community a garden and spend the time with them and that's the amazing part about it is as people get interested in that um, which they have and some of the schools and stuff that we've worked with as they get interested in doing the the gardening it offers that opportunity to be able to minister right there as you're gardening with them as you're showing them uh, not only your love but but care to take the time to to do that with them uh, most people have never had that in their life most people uh, don't have people that just show up and want to be with them and get to know them and talk with them uh, on a personal level. A lot of times uh, I found, and I'm not knocking the church and saying this, uh, a lot of times we just want to pray, give a box, give a fish. Right. But we don't want to teach anybody how to fish. But it's in the teaching, it's in that process of taking the time. Uh, We can give our family fishes all day or or our children, um, but I'm sure they'd much rather learn how to fish with us, you know, and that's what builds the connection and the memories. Um, Then all of a sudden people are talking about their children and what's going on in their life, you know, that their roof is broken or, or, you know, they're having issues with their phone bill or whatever the case may be in that everyday conversation. As you begin to to garden and do things with them, you begin to find out who they are and and, and what they need in their life, and you can begin to minister uh, minister those things to them um, as you get to know them, you know. Uh, So it's quite amazing to me that um, all these things are in the Bible, you know, and they're all laid out for us to know, you know, Jesus, disciples ask, you know, why do you speak so plainly to us and speak to them in parables, you know, and, and Jesus said, because they don't know, you know, they don't know I have to speak to them in parables to impart spiritual truths to them, um, because the Bible's foolishness to the perishing world, you know, um, so he had to speak in parables, and there's so much power in that and realizing that, you know, some Sometimes me as a Christian wants to go out and, you know, just preach the gospel Mm -hmm. and and slam it out there. And when all in reality, uh, uh, I need to be speaking in parables to them. I need to help them understand in physical terms spiritual principles so that they can begin to understand the truth Um, and that takes time and it takes care and it um, takes a heart uh, to do that um, which all those things come into a garden right so you had earlier in our our discussion you talked a little bit about the backstory and and, and how you came to where you are today and thank you for sharing that because it takes a lot of a lot of courage to to share it but also takes significantly more courage to actually go through what you went through so um Amen to everything that you shared with us earlier. Um, tell us a little bit more. You know, what is there a specific piece or segment of the population that you're trying to target with agape, or you know, to maybe give us a little bit of just background on that and how that how that's kind of where you see it going. My my heart uh, for people um, there there's no boundaries because the heart that I have is the new heart that God gave me. Uh, my previous life, I, I was a failed father. You know, I left my children. I couldn't keep jobs. I was 
terrible son <laughs> you know I, I failed in almost every year of my life and so the person that I was was very selfish you know and when I got saved I got radically uh, saved and just like the scripture says God says I'll take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and that's what God did and, and so there's no specific uh, anything in what we do we want um, to reach as many people as possible um, here on earth but but there's an eternal promise that we have that's really the ultimate goal of what we're doing Um, and and God is as colorblind and population blind and rich and poor blind as it absolutely comes you know and and so uh, we walk in that Um, we walk in that wherever we go we do an outdoor service at at the Agape home where we have the transition home and uh, every Sunday where we just put the speakers out uh, in the yard there's a store little beer store across the street and it's a four-way stop and and we open air preach every Sunday and we cook every Sunday and we feed uh, the community and then what's left over we take and go to the homeless and witness and uh, share food and share the gospel and um, but it's amazing when you open up like that and share the love of God with uh, neighborhood kids um, just riding on their bikes and coming in and people stopping in the road and, and praising the Lord and people coming and ask questions. And, um, you know, and it gives us that opportunity to fill the needs right where they're at. You know, and we have plenty of um, people that don't believe that come and, and, and we love on them. And we feed them, uh, and we we do whatever we can to let them know that we care for them and let them know that you don't have to believe what we believe. We're going to show you what we believe and who we believe in uh, through the way that we're going to treat you uh, and the way that we're going to fellowship with you um, and invite you into our home regardless of, of of who you are. And that's the power of the gospel. And so we just do that in any way possible. You know, a big part of our mission and mission statement um, is, is unity. Um, we have a youth camp that we do twice a year. It's called the Spirit of Unity Youth Camp. Um, and, and we go to every church possible. We sponsor kids from the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, we just try to round up as many people as we can. Uh, uh, we've purchased all the tents and sleeping bags, and it's all free for the kids. And, and we just want them to come and experience uh, what they can. Um for Christ and see that they can have fun and see different populations of people working together, different church groups, uh, saved kids and unsaved kids uh, coming together because we want the saved kids to experience doing ministry and we want the unsaved kids to hang around saved kids as well. Um, and so you, you had mentioned something earlier about your job, uh, you know, your mom saying it's always your ministry. Right. You know, and I'm one of those believers that. Um, you know, we get so caught up in, in the, the, the podiums and the, and the positions and the places and, and the real ministry, like we were talking about earlier, is in, that, in the grocery stores and the right. gas stations and our jobs and the everyday things. And this garden ministry really birthed from the fact that um, what I did for the enemy, you know, God said, I can take that and make it for good um, for my purposes in my place. You don't even have to change the things you like. You just need to change the intentions of how you use yeah. them and why you That's use fantastic. them. fantastic. Isn't that awesome? It really is. So I guess, um, refresh my memory, Agape has been around for how long now? Um, 2017 is when, when, when God gave me that vision. And we actually, I have a, a wonderful lady. She worked in the DA's office for 25 years. She's our um, secretary and our treasurer. And uh, uh, Mama Linda, as we affectionately call her, um, it's kind of our mother hen. But um, I can remember we started having board meetings. Uh, she's been my uh, 
most proactive person in my life and, and believed in me from the beginning and believed, excuse me, in the God in me, you know, and we used to have board meetings at the Wings of Life in 2017 in the kitchen and uh, sitting there talking about a garden that didn't exist, having board meetings for a nonprofit that didn't exist. And people looked at me like I was absolutely crazy. Brian, why are you talking about a? You don't even have a garden. What are you talking about? You know, but I know what God told me and I know what he showed me. And I just began to speak that vision out and she began to speak it out uh, with me. And it just went from there in 2019. We became a, a nonprofit um, and we've just steadily been going from there and it's grown from the gardens to where we're uh, doing transitional homes we're about to open a women's home we just bought an old fellowship hall that uh, it's going to be a food pantry and, and do hot meals with the guys in the transition homes will be working um, in that and in the ministry and That's fantastic um, yep and so we're just really 100 percent an outreach uh, ministry but also a discipleship ministry and um, we really just want to take guys, take girls, uh, whoever they may be, because I never got out of ninth grade. Um, I had one and a half credits in high school. Um, you know, I spent two years of high school locked up. Um, I started going to rehab when I was 14 years old, and that was my lot in life. You know, and I, I accepted that, and that's what I lived in, until I came to Christ. Um, so the miracles of God um, that I've seen in my own life are you know, it blows my own mind uh, looking in the mirror of nothing that I did, nothing that I've done, but everything that, that he's done uh, uh, in my life and the people's lives around me. But we just want to share that. I want to share everything because I'm completely unqualified for what I'm doing. Uh, I'm completely unqualified for peer. I'm completely unqualified for what God's called, called me to do. And I don't know why he did, but uh, the difference is I just said, send me, Lord. I'll do it, you know, whatever it is. I don't know how to do it, but we're just going to do it. And that's really how Agape started. I think if you look in the Bible, I think everybody was unqualified for what God called them to do. I think that was where he works his best and most powerful outcomes is in people that were unqualified. If you go to to Moses who couldn't talk, um, if you go to... Um, I don't know if you go to Paul Saul that was persecuting other Christians. If you go to Peter who had a quick mouth and was quick to deny him, um, um, fishermen. Yeah. You know, fishermen. We're talking about the Lords of Thunder. Yeah. The brothers. Mm hmm. That yeah. was their actual nickname in the Bible. Was, yeah. They must have been some tough guys that had the nickname <laughs> Lords of Thunder. You were, I think if you were a fisherman back in that day, yeah. you were a tough guy. You were. So I think I think that that's that's something that I always celebrate. Um, that none of us when it when it comes to to those things that, that you know that the Lord has in store for us to do are ever qualified for it. I mean, yeah. he's the one who qualifies us. And that's what makes it great is that, that he can qualify anybody to do anything that he chooses for them to do, yeah. regardless of their talent, skill, education, attainment, whatever it is. Yeah. He, he, he can put them in, in, in whatever place to do anything. Well, like I said, a better, a better person to say you're qualified. Yeah, you true. Know. Well, and that's what gives me hope. Right. Yes. I know that, that he's doing it. Right. Because I wake up and say, Lord, if you don't do it. I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> right. I'm going right. to mess it up, Lord. Yes, we will. I think we get into a problem in life when we feel like we are qualified for something, and then we try to take it out of the hands of, of who gave us that opportunity and try to do it ourselves. We take the wheel. That, when we take the wheel is when it kind of when it kind of gets off the, the road that we, it was in, intended to be on. What was the name of the girl who's had the song, Jesus Take the Wheel? 
I don't remember the Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Yeah, yeah. It's a great song. Jesus, take the great song. Great song. So if you're out there listening, again, uh, and you caught this uh, podcast towards the end, it's Agape Life Ministries. Yep. I'm sorry, Agape Life Gardens. I apologize, Ryan. That's okay. And Ryan Lantaff here uh, located in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, if you're looking for something to do with your spare time and want to contribute some time, uh, we'd love to have you come down and see what gifts you have that, that might be able to help serve the population that Ryan's trying to touch. And I think Ryan is telling exactly. you that any gift is a good gift. Any you gift can, you can use them all. You can use yeah. them all. Even Absolutely. if you don't think you have one, I think you can find can. a way to to be able to, to use one there. Ryan, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate you, thank you. being a part of the podcast and, and, and just being a part of our, our, our community discussion. Just, John, Ryan, do you have a website for the ministry or a phone number that people can contact should they want to be? We do. Uh, we're on Facebook. Facebook, and that would be Agape Life Gardens. We also have a Spirit of Unity Youth Camp uh, site on Facebook, and then our website is agapelifegardens.com. Um, so you can reach us in any one of those. Also, a telephone number would be 251-243-2093, and then you can email at agapelifegardens uh, at gmail.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing today. God bless you guys. Thank you. God bless you. Yes. Bye, everybody.